Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yo, this is Gary Stills, and you're listening to the Raspy Voice Kids. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, joined by Jeremy J.N. Fiend Phoenix. He's in the building. He's in the booth. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. This is the Raspy Voice Kids podcast, and I want to tell you about a brand new, very exciting sponsor that we have called Symbol. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to trade sports teams like stocks and earn cash payouts when your team wins. Symbol has blended sports and the stock market to offer you a new way to invest in and profit off your favorite teams. Use your sports knowledge to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Symbol is offering a very special giveaway to the 1012 Network and the RVK. Symbol is going to hold a drawing to give away two tickets to a Big 12 game of your choice. All you have to do is sign up for Symbol, make a $25 deposit using the promo code RASPY12, R-A-S-P-Y-1-2, and you will be entered into a chance to win two tickets to your favorite team's game this season. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account, and when you deposit, make sure to use the promo code RASPY12, for a chance to win two tickets to a Big 12 game of your choice. Visit Symbol.com and use our promo code and start investing in your favorite teams. Now. It's time for pop culture. Hit you with that pop, 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 pop. All right, Jay. What are we getting into today? It's the pop culture. The A-I-T-I. No, A-I-T-T-A. Am I the apple? Am I the jerk? That's right. I said apple. Brandon, you brought this up the other day, uh, last week. And since then, I have been looking and going on these sites. 
This is nothing but straight up hilariousness. And you know me, I love judging people. Um, I mean, not like that, but you all know, I of like how. No, all of us love it. That's why we do it. I, li- I like having my opinion heard and my opinion felt, even if it's just me talking to myself. So this week on Am I the Apple? Am I the Jerk? Listen to this one. Wait this a minute. Late, can, I, can I say this real quick? Go ahead. I first learned about AITA on TikTok. A podcast does this where they read them on air and they talk about it. And I was so intrigued. I thought we got to do the same thing for our people. Absolutely. So this one, she says, am I the jerk for not attending my sister's wedding after I tell her I, I would, uh, that I would go? She says, my uh, 34-year-old sister got married last week. When she got engaged six months ago, she told me she wanted me to be her bridesmaid. I agreed. How could I not? The other bridesmaids were all pretty much rich. Sis and groom weren't planning on holding back on the wedding, on anything uh, for the wedding because they had a pretty big budget. There wasn't a problem till about three months uh, before the wedding when she and her friends were picking out dresses. The dresses, the dresses costed $300 each. And Wait, did we're you say so costed really? Yeah, cost $300 each. And we're so pretty. Oh my goodness. They were pink and pastel, yellow and bordered with roses. Uh, so, uh, so beautiful. But I'm a 21 year old female college student. I'm broke. I couldn't afford that. And I pretty much told them uh, that I'd only wear it once and it wasn't worth it. Told my sister immediately. And she said she'd pay $150 and that I could pay the rest myself. So she sent me the money. Here's where it goes wrong, Brandon. She says, now $150? That's like two weeks worth of groceries. Oh, my goodness. So I decided to keep the money that she had given me uh, to myself because I sure wasn't going to spend another $150 on some dress. My sister never asked me about the dress again until the week before the wedding. And I told her I hadn't bought it and spent it on things that I actually needed. She was so mad, saying there wasn't enough time to order a new dress. She told me I couldn't be a bridesmaid without it. So I didn't show up to the wedding for obvious reasons. She called me asking me where I was and called me a apple and a liar. What did I do that was remotely Apple-ish? I'm broke and there's no way I can afford such an expensive dress. Please let me know. Brain, that was a little bit long-winded, but I think you get the gist because I just read the whole thing. What do you say? Is she an apple for taking the money, spending the money because she needed it? Apple, Apple. Listen, it's very simple to me. If you can't afford $150, say you can't afford $150. Talk to your parents, phone a friend, go to the bank, whatever you got to do. Your sister should theoretically only get married once. $300 is not that much, even for a broke person, to save up over months. I'm sorry, but this is not even a question. You're the jerk. You're also the jerk because of how you handled the situation, not just because of what you did in the situation. Amen. Here's the thing. If $300 is expensive, okay, cool. If you really wanted that money, I don't feel like you put in enough effort. All you said was, it's too much money, I can't do it. Girl, get out there and mow some lawns. $300, what's that? Six lawns? You have. I'm just saying you don't have to mow lawns, but there's something that you can do if you really want to be a part of this day. Your, your sister gave you half the money. Now, I understand you're in college. There's bills. There's expensive expenses. So if you can't do it, you can't do it. But let me tell you what you're not going to do. You're not going to take the money and spend it and buy what you want and talk about. I spent on stuff that I actually needed. What? That's not why I gave you the money. 
Her sister did not give you the money to spend it on stuff that you actually needed. She gave you the money for that dress. You knew it. She knew it. But you're so selfish and self-absorbed in your own reality, in your own world, like so many people. They don't see outside their world. She has the nerve to actually come and say, what did I do wrong? Girl, are you serious? Open up your eyes. You spent the money on something that you weren't supposed to spend it on, and then you didn't even go to your sister's wedding. What does yes. $300 have to do? What does $300 uh, for a dress have to do with you showing up in whatever dress you want to to be at your sister's uh, 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 wedding? If she wanted to be mad, let her be mad that you didn't dress up nice enough or uh, whatever, 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 but you were there. You didn't even show up. You're, you're selfish and you only care about yourself. That's my biggest problem. She didn't even show up, which tells you what her true feelings and intentions were. She was not interested. People make time for things they want to make time for. People make money and spend money on what they want to spend money on. You can't tell me that she couldn't have shown up. And you pro- and I'm sorry, but I personally believe that she could have afforded $150 for the dress. Yeah. Or borrowed it from her sister and just paid her he, back. Because she knew either, her sister was about to get broke off on them wedding gifts. Yeah, but she didn't either care, way, so that wasn't an option. Amen. She wasn't interested. And she's so... Sub- I mean, to even put this on here to say... Am I the apple? Yes, girl. And Yatrick, all in one. Rat me, boys! Do you have cold floors in your home? It may be time to insulate your crawl space because cold air is rising into the rest of your home. Alfred Home Solutions can fix this problem. Call them today at 304-317-4105 today to book your free insulation estimate. Again, 304-317-4105. Don't wait. Insulate. Are you a Big 12 basketball obsessed fan and have nowhere to go for just all of your Big 12 basketball information? Look no further because Midwest Madness is here just for you. We talk men's and women's basketball all year long. With exclusive interviews, guests that come on to talk about each team, game recaps once the season begins, and so much more content you won't know what to deal with. So for all of your Big 12 basketball needs, Midwest Madness is your place to go. Listen on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. I got five on it. That's right. Another week. We're doing it again. It's your boy, Jeremy J.N. Fiend Phoenix. I'm here with my brother. Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt. And we're ready to fill in them blanks or answer your questions. Whatever it is, whatever we came up with. I was going to say, look, listening. Ah, ah, well, here we go. Jordan, scratch all that and just go with it, baby. Are you kidding? I'm not scratching that. That was so fun to listen to. You did such a great job, Jeremy, and we're going to do an even better job in today's segment of I Got Five on it. Welcome, RVK fans, and let's get things started with the first blank. Blank is the player with the most to prove this year. In my opinion, it's Sam James. Sam James has the most to prove because he did. He has shown the most potential. There are other people that you might name, other people you're going to list, that have a lot to prove, but Sam James has the most to prove. He set the records as a freshman. He really popped out, showed what he could do, and then disappeared. He dropped everything hands of stone. It's Sam James, in my opinion, and to me, it's not really close. I like that. Uh, Sam James was up there for me. Uh, Bryce Four Wheaton was up there for me. 
Deggy was up there for me. You're in your senior year. You've done some great things, but you've dropped weight, and it's time to show what you can do. You got a lot to prove to me. But you know what? My answer, honestly, is Dante Stills. Isn't that crazy? No, he was up there for me, too. I feel like it's twofold. Um, You got to prove it to me that you can lead this defense. You got to prove it to me that you could take, you know, uh, uh, take over right where your brother left off. We know you have the ability. We know you're a beast. Our defense is going to be good, but they're only going to be as good as you lead them. If you can get pressure, man, if you can wreak havoc, that'll be a big deal. That in itself is not the reason why I say he has the most to prove. I'll say he has the most to prove is because he has the most to lose. If he comes out here and balls this year, Brandon, he's getting drafted and he's making that money. If he comes a legs and egg, he still may get drafted because of his measurables. There's a reason why he was a four-star, but it won't be nowhere near as high. He has the most to lose in draft equity by coming out here and having a dud year. If he comes and balls out, I already know his measurables are going to be there. I already know his size and wing wingspan and bench press and 40 and and box jump and all that stuff is going to be there. So this year is so big for him, not just for West Virginia, but also for the next level. That's why he takes my cake. Number two. Oliver Lutz coming back to the Big 12 fold means blank. Nothing. It means nothing. Besides the fact that it means the Big 12's in trouble, but it means nothing to WVU. There are some people out there saying that Oliver Luck coming to the Big 12 means that WVU is going to stay in the Big 12. It means nothing. Oliver Luck is not affiliated with WVU. Oliver Luck no longer owes WVU anything. He did his job getting us into the Big 12. Now him being there is just because the Big 12 is in so much trouble. They need some kind of direction. Oliver Luck is the kind of guy you want on your side if you're the Big 12. But it means nothing. Nothing to the average West Virginia fan. Hey, man, I was right with you. It doesn't mean a lot to me, man. It's just a little too late. What's he going to do? Was he going to bring Oklahoma and Texas back? What's he going to do? What are his options that he can negotiate with and work with? If the irate eight stay together, I don't know what upside there is. If we start disp- I like, I just, what what can he do? I don't care if it was Superman. What, what, you saw what just happened. The alliance took place without West Virginia or without the Big 12 amongst them to be represented. Re- represented. So for me, I mean, I love seeing Oliver Luck there. I love he's a Mountaineer alum. He's one of us. He'll always be. But I just don't. It doesn't tell, do a lot for me because what's it really do? Number three. Woo. Letty Blank have over 1,200 yards rushing this year. Will not. Letty Brown only had about 1,100 yards last year, and the coaching staff has already made it clear they want to use him less this year. So I don't see him improving on that mark. He may be more efficient. He may average more yards per carry. He may have more touchdowns, but I don't see him averaging or getting to the higher than the 1,200-yard mark. Letty Brown will not hit 1,200 yards this season. Yeah. I think he will, and I think he better. If West Virginia is going to be successful, we're going going to have to run the ball very successfully. Now, I understand that you're saying that maybe he catches passes and maybe there's backup running backs who 
who uh, tote the rock to take, you know, a little bit of his carries and yards away. I'm saying this right now. If Letty Brown does not go over 1,200 yards rushing, West Virginia, in my estimation, won't have a successful season. They won't win eight games unless Letty goes over 1,200 yards. Don't That's forget, we got, we, we, got, we got more games this year than we did last year. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's it's a big deal. I really so think I, I really think they're going to use backup running backs a lot more, and I think they're going to throw the ball a lot more. I think so too. But I also think that we're going to have extended uh, more drives and more opportunities because we stay on the field and not go three and out because they know all we can do is run the ball because we can't throw through the air. You know? Yeah. So I I think that not only will he, but he he better. Uh, you know what? I take it back. He's just better. If West Virginia wants to be successful this year, I think he better go over 1,200 yards. Number four. If I were the Patriots, I would start blank. Not Scam Newton. You got to go with Mac Jones. Who? Reason being, he's the younger guy. He's more fit for your offense. He's better. He's more the prototype for what you want to do as a New England Patriots if you're Bill Belichick. You got to go with Mac Jones. He's looked sharp. They've finally given him a quarterback's number, which they don't do until you're ready to earn it, until you have earned it. I think Mac Jones is your guy, even to start the season. I don't know about that. I, I For me, I, I start Cam Newton because, Brady, he's not too far removed from being MVP. Last year, he looked like garbage. No question. Arm strength was, wasn't there. He's not too far removed from being MVP, Jeremy. How long? How many years has it been? Google that as I keep talking. Um. It's been but, seven or six years. Okay, that's not too far. Not too too far. He, Jeremy, that's half of his career ago. Last 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 uh, last year, he didn't look very good. But also, he had nothing. He had the most opt outs from COVID, which is so funny that people say that because um, now they start to bring out, oh, they have a great offensive line. Everybody came back, and now they got people back from COVID. And now, 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 yeah, you just hit last year when he was stinking up the joint. All you said was Cam Newton's terrible. This is why the Patriots are, Patriots are terrible. I said give him another chance. This guy has been an MVP. He's taken his team to the Super Bowl. Give him an opportunity. You can always yank him. If it's not working out, if it's not going the right way, yank him. Bring in Mac Jones. But for the beginning, you start the veteran. You start the guy who also can make plays with his feet. If he can gauge it down and do it the Patriots way, the dink and dunks, the two tight end sets, the big offensive line that they say may be one of the best offensive line in the NFL. Um, look, look, there's plenty of time for Mac Jones. And if later on in the season that comes around where he sets a spot where uh, uh, Cam Newton isn't fulfilling what he needs to or doesn't show that promise, hey, you could always make the switch. But for me, from the get-go, I'm going with Killer Cam. Number five. Darius being waived by the Raiders is blank. Surprising. And maybe it shouldn't be, and we can talk about those reasons later, but at the moment, I'll say surprising. You typically don't allow a rookie to change his number to the number he wants unless he's going to make the team. And that's what really surprises me. Now, as I think about it more, it shouldn't surprise me because he's been sick, because he's been injured, he missed time, things you can't do when you're trying to make a team and you're on the bubble. But when they gave him his number, I thought that meant for sure he was on the squad. Yeah, or they saw something really promising. I kind of went like right along the same lines. Darius being raided by the Raiders is, I, honestly, I was going to say surprising too because 
I didn't expect it. Really didn't expect it. He said he got that number 56. Uh, we know the motor he has. One thing I never fact I didn't factor into is usually I go look at depth charts and see hey, who's here, who's there. I didn't realize the Raiders are kind of deep on defensive tackle. They got some ball players. So that's a little tough to be undersized in that position. Um, but the biggest thing is, you know, sometimes your first team is not your, you know, forever. Your first girlfriend's not your forever. You 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 think she is, and she's not. Um, it hurts, it stings, but you know, it's on to the next one. And we know Darius will bounce back. He has that pedigree and can't wait to see where he lands. So that's what it is. I got five on it. We gave you one, two, three, four, cinco. Hit you up with it, filled in the blanks. We on to the next one. Rat me boys. Hello, Frog fans. I am Melissa Trebowasser, and this is the Hit the Horn podcast, your source for all things TCU athletics. And I'm Colin Post, and together we'll keep you up to date on all things Horn Frog sports, providing perspective as two people that cover TCU and are also fans of the Frogs. Each week, we'll recap the biggest games on the schedule, including football, basketball, soccer, volleyball, and more. So when you're looking for the latest news, insights, and even our opinions, be sure to hit the horn and give us a listen. Your home for everything Kansas Jayhawks is the Rock Chalk Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Metz, and every week we run through the most important stories for all your favorite Kansas programs, whether it's football, soccer, or tennis, volleyball or basketball, baseball and softball, or any other Jayhawk competition, we have it. We have game previews and recaps, interviews with coaches and others close to the team, and analysis from those who pay close attention to all of these programs. You can find us by searching for Rock Chalk Podcast on your favorite platform, so start listening today. Let's get this round up going. Man, we're almost there. We're like, what, two weeks away? Not even two weeks away. A week and a half? Yeah. Ooh, can't, can't wait. I feel it in my bones. So we're going to talk everything West Virginia. We might spill outside. We might keep it all in the booth. But the first thing, Brady, I want to talk about, and I want to circle back. We talked about it last week just a little bit. But some more stuff has came out about this alliance that every single person is talking about. Um, this wiggity, 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 whack alliance and what it's trying to accomplish. Uh, the Big 12, excuse me, the Big 10, the ACC, and the Pac-12 finally came out. They finally came out and said some things. Honestly, Brandon, I found kind of interesting. Did you did you read any of it? Or do you mean uh, read off some of the things Oh, I said? read it. And the, most, the thing that jumped out at me first, can, do you know what jumped out at me first about this? What's the first thing? No contracts have been signed. Yeah. No contract has been signed. It, they, and they said these words. It is a gentleman's agreement between three, three men. Jeremy, I've never heard of anything more flimsy, Brandon, more superficial, Brandon. more fake, more not worth the paper. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not even on paper that it was written on. This is just complete garbage. Shows how afraid of the SEC they are. There's meme after meme about it. This is pathetic. It's a lame attempt. It's late to the game. It's so bad. Brandon, this is so terrible, all in all. Brandon, he, they had the nerve to say, we all sat down as men and looked each other in the eye. Please do business with me. Please try to sell me something. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, look, 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 bank. 
I'm gonna pay you every bit. Of, you know, you talk about sitting down, looking each other in the eyes, man. Shut up, Brady. There's so many things about this stuff that's just messed up. That doesn't make sense. That's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, one thing they said. Okay, I'm gonna start naming things I had a problem with. This wasn't a reaction to Oklahoma, Texas joining the SEC. Then what was it? Yeah, where did it come from? uh, Y'all had reached out to these conferences. No, before Texas and Oklahoma left, or uh, oh no, that's what sparked it. What are you talking about? Uh, ACC's uh, Phillips. The commissioner Phil said Jim he Phillips. wants the big. He said he wants the Big Twelve to survive, and that college football needs the Big Twelve to survive. Brain, now I'm just back off there. I'm gonna let you go. Yeah, I've talked about this. I had an argument with Pirate Octopus on Twitter. Go follow him if you're a Buckeye fan, or if you just like college football and you want to know sports. Pirate Octopus said that it was just an SEC source slinging mud at the alliance, trying to deflect from what the SEC did to cause this situation. I did not agree. I thought this was very simple. Jim Phillips said something he had no business saying. He said something unprompted about the Big 12 that was not true. He said that he was worried about the success of the Big 12 when, in fact, the DNA test proved that was a lie. There's no chance he cares about the success of the Big 12 because if he did, they would have included the irate eight in their scheduling alliance. There would not be 41 schools who are worried about this. There would be 49. But instead, we have the irate eight against the world. And guess what? It's going to be a beatdown. Constant, consistent beatdown. N-W-O over here. That's what's going on. They're going to be ripping people's clothes off and spray paint N-W-O all over the irate eight from now on. I I, I look at them, Brandon. They say, oh, we have a commitment to one another. Our our goal is to protect our student-athletes. Um. (laughs) <laughs> one thing they said they said the decisions were made uh this alliance wasn't made and it wasn't driven by revenue what come on now bro come on now bro I, are we that, being for real i think i honestly believe this alliance for the most part almost completely is about the playoff it's power and money both I think, I, Jeremy, I don't think they're going to make that much money. That's one of the things that they said about the alliance before they had their conference, uh, their press conference or whatever uh, yesterday, that this wasn't really going to net very much money per conference. Okay, okay maybe you're right. But they, either I way, mean, they, they make a little money, but nothing significant. This is about the playoff. They don't want the SEC dictating who gets into the playoff, how many get into the playoff, you, how they get in the playoff. You, you know, here's my biggest problem. They're trying to act like they care about everybody in the Big 12. The only reason why they're mad is because they didn't do it first. Because last time around, with conference realignment, it was the ACC raided the Big East first. And you're talking about you care about institutions. You didn't care about nobody in the Big East when everybody raided them. You took Miami. You took Pitt to begin with. Uh, excuse me, Miami and Virginia Tech. And you bounced uh, ACC, Mr. Phillips. And everybody else followed suit, grabbing up what they could. So now all of a sudden you care about everybody else? No. When you say you care about student-athletes, you mean to say, I care about our student-athletes. If you're outside, like the I-8, you're not getting invited over. And that's fine. Just keep it real about what it is. It's money, power, respect. One of the things you talked about, you mentioned all kinds of stuff. And eventually you talked about the college football playoff in the scene. But one thing you said is uh, where you want to deal with social justice and gender equality and a couple – you mean to tell me that your your focus as conferences individually weren't there already? 
that you need this committee to do that? Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC made you worry about one thing and one thing only, only, and that's power and influence. And yeah, that's like, why it came together. And keep it real. Don't lie to my face. That's like, my biggest thing. Don't lie to my face. You all are reactive, not proactive. They got to drop on you. They got to jump on you. The SEC did. You're still mad at them when y'all did it first a few years ago. Now, the SEC's over here playing uh, chess to y'all checkers, and you mad, and you big mad, and you lying, you say everything else. No, keep it real. It's about money and power. SEC just took a major power move. We're trying to take some of it back so we don't get rolled upon. We don't care about academics. We don't care about the kids. We care about power, money, and wealth. You know where you're wrong? Where? You keep saying that the SEC was playing chess while the rest were playing checkers. Nah. The SEC was playing chess while the rest were on a smoke break. They weren't even in a game, let alone a a more important game. They weren't even in the game. They literally did not see this coming. I believe, I really genuinely believe that this merger was made by ESPN, Oklahoma, and Texas. They sent the initial overtures to the SEC. I don't think the SEC went after those guys. I don't believe that. ESPN sparked it. I, I fully believe ESPN said, let, you know, and they're the ones who sent out the feelers first, and then they, they got the ball rolling. And I believe that I believe that the SEC just couldn't say no. And I was talking to Pirate Octopus once again, and one of the things he said was he was trying to say that the SEC was also disingenuous by, by being at the table talking about college playoff expansion while not telling the rest, that they, including the Big 12, that they were going to poach Oklahoma and Texas. I don't believe Texas and Oklahoma got poached. They weren't kidnapped. They're runaways. That's how I feel about it. There's but hold up, they were disingenuous in the fact where you're talking when you're speaking on the college football playoff expansion and not letting all the details in. I was going to say I feel like they pimped the game. Braden, they said you guys are going to move over first. You're going to stay in the Big Twelve while we make this vote because your votes are what sway the entire Big Twelve. So you're going to vote for us. You're going to be in alliance with us. We're going to take you know help out our own initiative, and then once we get the vote. You guys are going to come over and we're going to leave the rest of the conference stranded and screwed. Part yeah, of the thing Jeremy, is people. Here's the, here's the key to me. I don't know when. So the, 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 the talks about playoff expansion were in June. And according to everything we know, it wasn't until July that uh, Texas yeah. and Oklahoma made the move that they Look, made. Maybe you're right. And you say everything we know. I don't, I don't have any uh, facts or figures. or I believe, I believe of 2020. I believe. June and July of 2020 is when we're talking about this. Yeah, yeah, I, I fully believe that they knew something was going down. I think this was a, this I feel like this was part of it. I'm sorry. Maybe it people, was. People are like, because they wanted to get six SEC teams into the playoff. And I'm thinking, they already could get, if they wanted, they've got four teams in Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Texas A&M, that could make a playoff in any given year, if we're being if we're being honest, that's already four of the 12 without adding anybody and sharing more revenue. Like, I just, I really don't think, I'm not, I'm not putting it past the SEC. I'm not acting like they're holier I than now. I, I, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying it's not the same thing as Jim Phillips coming out of his face saying he cares about something that everyone knows he doesn't care about. No, it's true. And, and I don't have a problem with it. Let me just say this very clear for the rest of the world. I have no problem with the SEC going out and getting two great schools to bring to their conference. Because every single other conference, if they could have done it, would have done it. If the Big Ten could have got Texas and Oklahoma and the shoe was on the other foot, they would have no problem. If Texas, Oklahoma 
went to the uh, ACC, who, do you think they'd be complaining? If Texas or Oklahoma went to the Pac-12, the whole problem is these are sour grapes and sour apples from people who missed the boat. Because clearly like, they don't care about all institutions. They care about like, themselves. I just feel like they got punked and they went and got their brother to help them fight the bully. Yes, their brother who's barely bigger than they are. Yeah, and that, like that's why the SEC still runs everything even with this stupid alliance. Yep. I'm about to make a, I'm about to make a gift with that. Uh, Debo looking at at, at a homeboy and his dad. What you want to? Some two old man. You didn't see the one with Bane. Yeah, I saw that one. But uh, what else? Do we want to talk about the Curries? No, no, no. We're talking about the Mountaineers, the people who got cut and the people who didn't. Man. All right. So so last week um, was the first cuts in the NFL. And somehow we had a lot of players on a lot of teams, and somehow nobody got cut. It was a it was a great first cut. Unfortunately, B, some people got the axe this week. Whether they're cut or waived, either way, they are no longer with the team that they were with. There were four players, at least that I saw. Let me know if I, I, I missed somebody. Darius Stills with the Raiders. Rasul Douglas, Raiders. TJ Lil Fufu Simmons with Tampa Bay. And Mike Brown with the Saints. We know this is not the end-all, be-all. This is the beginning of their journey, hopefully. They'll bounce back. They'll find other teams. Everybody else was retained as of now. We know the big cut is next week on the 31st where 27 people get cut, so we'll see who actually makes a team and who doesn't. But any thoughts about those players uh, getting the axe? I think of those people that we just named, Rasul and Darius have the best chance of getting picked up by somebody. Um, Darius' injury will put a damper on things. Rasul is a vet in the game, so we'll we'll just wait and see. But I thought they both played solid games when they did play, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, and, and shout out to Mike Brown. Hopefully, he gets better too because he's he's on the IR as well. I shout out to all of them, Lil Fufu man. We hope they all bounce back. Of course, we want everybody to do well. Every Mountaineer, absolutely. Brandon, which one Mountaineer has the most to prove? On the entire team. Now, we kind of spoke of all this on I got five on it. But if you wanted to expel, this is your time. Well, no, I still feel like it's Sam James because everybody remembers what he did as a freshman. Everybody remembers how he did with Austin Kendall. Everybody wants to talk about all the upside he has, the length. You love wingspan. Sam James has wingspan. He's got the speed also to go with it. He showed what he can do in spurts last year. I think Sam James is the biggest. He's got the most to prove. Dante Stills has been a solid solid, a good, not more than solid. He's been a good defensive lineman. Jared Dagey has been the starter. He's been serviceable. Now, I will say the argument you can make for Jared Dagey is he got pulled from the last game we saw him in. So as far as needing to prove something, he might need to prove he belongs and that he is what people are saying he currently is, like Jet Life Wright, like Bryce uh, Ford Wheaton. But is Sam James going to the league? What? Is Sam James auditioning for the league? No, he's got to come back still. That's what I'm saying. That's the reason why I say Dante has more to prove. It's not just his team. It's not just West Virginia. It's also beyond that. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I agree with that. So, all right. So I was looking at this thing. I Actually, I was listening to ESPN. And they were talking about revenge games. Brandon, on our schedule, and granted, you can talk about anything. You can look at 
whatever angle you want to with our football schedule, whether it's Oklahoma, Texas, because they're leaving. What do you feel like is the biggest revenge game of this year for WVU? I know people, we've beaten Maryland nine out of the last 10 times, so that's not a revenge game for us. It is a rivalry game, a minor rivalry, but not a revenge game. Some people will say the battle for the Black Diamond Trophy because the last time we played, we lost, and we've been losing to them a lot in the, in the most recent um, games that we've played with them. For me, it's Texas Tech. The way we lost to Texas Tech last year, all of the drops, all of the nonsense, we really should have blown them out, I feel. I think in conference, it matters more. I think the biggest, we owe you, the biggest revenge game is Texas Tech, the Red Raiders. We owe them. I'll take that. I'll definitely take that. There's a lot of things you could look at and, and you could take uh, it, you know, into account. Brandon, for me, I'm still not, and I don't really want to talk about it, but I'm still not over the night game in Ames a few years ago. Yeah, but I don't feel like when they were all blackout and we're wearing all white, when we went stormtroopers, since then we have not beat them. We owe Iowa State. Brandon, we owe them so bad. Yeah, um, but I don't feel like you're going to get what you're looking for. <sighs> it reminds me uh, that's when Hank Hill and his boys went out to play paintball against those teenagers and got mollywopped. Then went back thinking if they were more focused to be better, got mollywopped again. That's how I'm feeling about playing Iowa State. We might owe them, but we're going to owe them even more after this year. I didn't say Oklahoma because everybody knows the biggest revenge is Oklahoma since we haven't beat them in, in conference. But Iowa State, man, I, I want to put a – I would, I'm, they're, they're really high. I want to beat Maryland. I want to beat Virginia Tech, of course. I want to beat Texas, of course. But when we talk about revenge, like we're going to get you back, man, we still own, man. We own one and look, Deggy and the boys, teach them how to Deggy because it's time. It's big time. That's who, that for me. That's the biggest revenge game. Um, also, hey, look, let's give a shout out Dante Stills, man. Second team All American. I actually saw on ESPN they had him number seventy two out of a hundred uh, out of the top hundred players. That's love. Um, I love seeing it. Don't get me wrong. I also saw that Tyke was number like forty two, number forty six. Kind of irritated me. You know, usually I'm like, yo, once a Mountaineer, always a Mountaineer. Not in this case, Yatrick. Do you know why I'm bothered by Tyke leaving? Why does it bother you so much? It was the way he left. All the hints he kept dropping. For months he would say certain stuff that people were sure meant he was leaving. And I was like, nah, you know, whatever. And I just felt like it was unnecessary to play with our emotions the way that he did. Unnecessary. Just wanted attention. And then he went and did what he did going to Georgia. Um, so I don't, I don't have the love for Tyke the way that I would typically in these kinds of situations. Like, I don't have any ill will towards Jeffrey Pooler. None. Noah Guzman no, going to Houston. No not. ill will. I don't absolutely care. Not. I hope the best for them. Real talk, though, Brandon. All right, so I'll put this out. This is the last thing I want to say. You can bring up anything, uh, anything else you have uh, that you want to talk about. I actually brought this up uh, on Twitter. Does it make me a bad fan? If I don't stand yes, by... Yes, yes, yes. Did you vote? Did you yes, vote? Yes, I right, voted, and yes, I voted yes. Yes, it makes you a bad fan. It makes you selfish. It makes you above the team. You're a bad fan. Yes. Right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find the exact quote before I go off on you. Um, <laughs> I tweeted, I said, am I a bad fan if I don't stick to the stadium theme? Like, you know, Gold Rush or Stripe the Stadium or True Blue when I'm at home games. And you say it does make me a bad fan. Here's my question. Now, I know 
I know. I, I ain't got no question. I'm about to make a, a statement, an Apple statement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I fully get the fact that um, the visuals get the high school kids there. But if we're talking about affecting the game, me yelling and making noise and cheering on my team is way more important than me wearing gold or blue to a game. Trust me, there's going to be a lot more people to drown out me deciding to wear whatever I want to. Look, I, rep, I respect West Virginia. Look, but I don't look good in everything. And I also don't have everything and everything. So when it comes to game time, I'll try. But if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Y'all trick to all y'all. Like, I really care about your opinion. Do you know who you sound like? <laughs> who? The sister who didn't want to pay $150 for the dress. Oh, no, no, no. That's yep. different. Don't want. I don't have everything. You can't go out and buy a $10 shirt from Walmart so you can match the colors. This is not a style and photo shoot for Jeremy. What this is, is a gold rush. What this is, is true blue. What this is, is stripe the stadium. People like you ruin it for everyone, including the team. Selfish. You called the girl who wouldn't spring for the dress an apple. You called her an apple, but now here you are. You won't spend $10 to go with the flow. That was a special occasion. This happens every year. These are special occasions, too. Nah. Nah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look, Look, I hear what you're saying. And look, I encourage all fans to do as I say and not as I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be comfortable. I'm going to wear what I want. I'm going to throw the deuces. You know, I try to comply when I can. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes I feel like rough, you don't but... try. I've been with you multiple times. I feel like you do not try. Eh, you know, tomato, tomato. We'll agree to disagree. <laughs> we'll agree to disagree. But that's it, man. That's what we got. Holla at your boys, the Raspy Voice Kids, RVK. Get at us. No, wait, 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 wait. I want to say free herd hater on Twitter. Okay? Free herd hater. I don't know what he did, why he got kicked off from his original account, but free herd hater. You can find him at free herd hater. Let the man out. Let him be him. People love it. Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.